Welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm your host, Riley Bird. If you know me from the strip club, head over to links.rileybird.com. That is L-I-N-K-S dot R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D for updates on my schedule. If you know me from the internet, check out links.birdflock.com. L-I-N-K-S dot B-Y-R-D F-L-O-C-K for all your notifications. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, I am fresh back from the farm, you guys. Just cracked an egg into what for most of you would be a late dinner snack, but for me was breakfast because my life is nocturnal, officially. Um, If there's some sort of denotation I could put on my driver's license that would be great just to let everybody know that I'm not on drugs I just love to be awake when it is dark out there's a gorgeous yellow moon uh right now uh or maybe that's just the tinting that I've put on my studio it has been ungodly hot in here like I can't even begin to describe the amount of nonsense that having a second-story studio uh, entails. I think that it should actually be a crime to build higher than a single story without putting in just a Herculean amount of air conditioning. And this isn't even... I mean, my God, this is Idaho. This isn't even... uh, This isn't even the true desert, if I'm being honest. You know, my girlfriend sent me a Snapchat from Las Vegas the other day. It was 123 degrees, and I I can't even fathom being in a place that's that hot, honestly. As per the request from my audio guru, my face is so fucking close to this mic. So hopefully... The audio in this episode is much improved from the second one. Uh, The microphone is literally hitting my tonsils right now. So hopefully you guys can hear my uvula. So this week we're going to be talking about the pecking order. And we're going to be talking about strippers. We're going to be talking about chickens. We're also going to be talking a bit about toxic femininity uh, if my terrible little gremlin cats decide to not knock over all of my freshly repotted plants. They're going for it, you guys. Uh, If you've ever wanted to just inject chaos into your life, buy a bunch of plants and get a cat because endless hours of deep cleaning are in your future. So, like I said, just got back from farm sitting for a wonderful couple, and I was going to try and get a cameo of a chicken on this episode, uh, but their chickens did not like to be manhandled, which, go figure. So, have you guys ever heard of a pecking order? Essentially, it's a hierarchy of status for birds. So the most aggressive birds immediately go to the top of the food chain. 
because they will beat the shit out of the other chickens. Hello, my bird flock. It's time for a fabulous flock fact. Did you know that fungi are more closely related to animals than plants? In 1998, scientists discovered that fungi split from animals about 9 million years after plants did, which means fungi are more animal than plant. You can get more flock facts and farm-to-table smut on OnlyFans.com forward slash Riley Bird. That's OnlyFans.com forward slash R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D. Again, Find more fascinating nature facts and see me hot and porny at OnlyFans.com forward slash R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D. Now back to the show. So, basically, the way that I think about it is that there's always going to be some girl that wants to be the head fucking chicken. And she is going to peck the other chickens to death to get there. And that kind of ambition is admirable, honestly. Like that drive to be the very best. Uh, You can see it in all kinds of different aspects of life. But we live in a human society. And they tend to frown on you beating the shit out of somebody else to uh, ascend in a company or any social environment nowadays. Unfortunately, we don't live in Don Draper's 1950s fantasy land anymore. So when I was a young stripper, this was the dawn of Riley Bird, the very beginning of the stripping days. I sought the tutelage of some OG badass stripper bitches from Las Vegas. And something few people know is that Las Vegas strippers like to retire in winter in quiet little towns, which I just absolutely love. So occasionally, some mountain hayseed stripper will get the knowledge of a woman that used to work at a place that was shot up by gang members, which I just, I love that dynamic. Uh, One time I was explaining to a girl, oh, I'm just like really green, you know, because I was on a really big recycling kick, which we'll get to eventually because it could be honestly an entire series of episodes. I really hate single-use plastics. And she she pulls me in and she says, Riley, please don't say that when you're traveling. And I was like, what? And she explained to me that the term green is also a term that uh, more urban dialects would use to describe someone that could be uh, pulled over, you know, someone that could be a rube or uh, a patsy. Of kinds. So she's like, baby, I understand that you just like to recycle. But don't use that. Don't use that word ever. (laughs) In fact, keep it to yourself. And it's this OG stripper knowledge that I feel this generation of dancers has truly lost. Because 
we needed a firm right hand when we were younger. Um, I definitely used to get into far more shenanigans as a newbie stripper than I would ever dream as a seasoned professional. And part of that was because the OG strippers would lend their tutelage to the new girls because the concept was that they set the tone. These women were titans of their industry, and they had seen some shit. So they were going to ensure that not only that their lives were going to be as comfortable as possible, they were not going to listen to the idle nonsense chatter of the new girls in the club, which, let's be honest, every new stripper, for the most part, thinks she is the absolute shit when she gets hired. This is like their first real taste of validation for women. And I'm not saying this is the only way, but I'm certainly not going to explain myself further because we can get extremely into the weeds about this. But the first time someone tells a young stripper, you are hot enough to make money off of this, it is the catalyst to an explosion that can go one of two ways. Either she will get terribly, terribly drunk and eventually soften on the idea and hone her craft. Or... (laughs) She will be a train wreck the likes of which no one has ever seen. And I've seen that coin flip happen a couple of times. But these OG strippers, we're not going to have it. There is one instance where one of the OGs overheard a fairly new stripper saying, Well, I just need to figure out, like, what my limits are, you know? Like, I'll see how many drinks I can have before it's too much. And this woman stopped on a dime, turned her heel, and said, honey, you've been working here for a year. If you haven't figured out your limit, you're just a fucking alcoholic. And then she went on about her fucking way. And that was some of the most gangster shit because she was absolutely right. That girl definitely had an alcohol problem. And... That Vegas stripper was not hearing any more of that shit. She was just done with the chicatery. She wanted that girl to either shut up or drink herself into oblivion. And she wasn't going to sit there and him and haw and listen to her uh, figure out what she was going to do for the night. And that definitely accelerated that entire process By about a thousand percent. I would say that easily within the next hour, that girl had to leave. And there's just some kind of magic about a seasoned stripper that just has seen it all and knows the natural conclusion of things. And she's tired of pretending that those aren't the natural conclusion of things. These are some real bitches. And that's why... When they show up, and it might not just be a Vegas stripper, but that's the urban myth, is that the Vegas strippers are like the strippers. 
I remember being a younger dancer and being so intimidated to work in Las Vegas. Because if you can make it in Vegas, you can make it anywhere. And now I realize that's just going to a metropolitan area. Like, if you can deal with the never-ending stimulus of a 24-hour city, you're good. You're golden. Because if you can work a 24-hour shift at a strip club with more strippers than human beings I've ever seen in my hometown, then of course you'll be fine. Because of course you'll be. I mean, if you can't handle that amount of stimulus, well, that's the peak of stimulus. You're never going to work somewhere that has a billion strippers. That's ridiculous. So of course going to a city would temper you to be the best. So how does that relate to chickens? Well, I've also seen in the much smaller clubs, and I've worked at a handful now, when there is nothing to do, the game becomes who's the baddest bitch. As the leader of the bird flock, I wanted to give a quick shout out to all of the members that have pledged their support. Whether in the strip club or by subscribing or donating, I understand that you had a choice of what cult to join, and I appreciate that you chose mine. If any one of the original followers are interested in merch, please reach out to me on OnlyFans.com forward slash Riley Bird or whisper it into my ear in a lap dance. That's OnlyFans.com forward slash R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D. Now back to the show. And it's a terrible game to play. I've also seen it occur on college campuses, in really any grouping of women where they decide who's the baddest bitch. And as soon as you notice that that's the game to be played, you know that everybody's going to have a fucking bad time. Now, for the men listening to this episode, you might be unfamiliar with this because you live in this wonderful society where if you have beef with another dude, you can just attack him. And after you've attacked him, you know who's the baddest bitch or at the very least, the winner of this uh, feat of strength. You know. You know exactly where you stand. And there's a lot of comfort in that. Women rarely get to just attack each other and have that be the end of it. So instead, the psychological warfare begins. They will peck at each other in a silent, violent display where both women will just essentially go insane. They cannot handle the idea that the other woman has won. But no one really knows if they've won until the other girl cries and leaves, thus pecking her to death, essentially. And it doesn't just end with the rude words. It doesn't just end with the casual disrespect. They will also ostracize you. They will spread horrible rumors about you, ideally in a way that stirs up the group because the easiest way to diffuse these situations is to just communicate with each other. But it's way more fun, and I say this ironically because I don't view this to be fun at all. It's way more fun to just make the other girls upset and everybody's excited. She said what to you? Oh my god, what a bitch. Instead of asking for any evidence or any context to the situation at all. Because 
there's always context. They would rather just group up and attack somebody. And I've seen it through several seasons of dancers in all types of different clubs because it's not strippers, it's women. And it's a thing called toxic femininity. Now, for my male listeners, you might be unfamiliar with the term toxic femininity. I'm sure you're far more in tune with toxic masculinity because you've heard about it nonstop for probably uh, the last election cycle and a half. Toxic femininity uh, refers to the way that women choose to hurt each other. And you know, your girl came with some facts. In a study published in 2018, more than two-thirds of women feel bullied by their female colleagues. And who's surprised? I challenge you to find a woman that doesn't think that another woman has intentionally said something hurtful to her in order to gain a higher social standing. And that's really where this loops back into chickens, folks, because there's always got to be a batter bitch. But the thing is, it's an easy game to circumvent. It's really easy to just pull down all the dominoes on this. Because the key to ultimately uprooting toxic femininity is to take a stand, to set the tone. And it really only takes one person. And I tried to explain this to uh, a colleague a while ago. It was, it's easy to stand up for your friends when they're in the wrong. It's hard to stand up for somebody that isn't your friend when they're in the right. So that's something that I will leave you guys with. And if you see women fighting as a man, honestly, not your business. But for the girls out there that may or may not listen to my podcast and you're wondering, what should I do? This girl is being such a bitch to me and I have no idea what to do. Set a boundary. If a girl is needling you with her weird psychological attacks, making you feel insecure about yourself, stand up for yourself. Because that is how you become the fucking top chicken. You do not let the other chickens peck at you. And that's our show for the day. <laughs>